Welcome to another episode of Women's Wellness That Works. My name is Essential Anne, and my purpose is to inspire, empower, and guide women to self-awareness so that they can be responsible for their health, happiness, and well-being. I'm so grateful and honored to have a very, very special woman, Bren Evans, mm. with us today. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Absolutely. Very excited. I am too. <laughs> she is... Um, a good friend of mine, but she also has a very interesting story about her journey. So mm. I would love for you to share your journey and your story. Mm -hmm. Thank you. With all our women viewers. I, I know I'm not the only woman um, out there who's uh, experienced this. So absolutely, I welcome the opportunity to share about it and some of the things that I have found that had worked for me. Um, I actually, at the age of 12, I remember writing in my journal that my purpose was somehow to save the world, mm. right? I think um, as women, um, going through that generation, that time where women were beginning to explore their own freedoms and kind of we were go getting into the workplace, etc., I think I grabbed hold of that with both hands yes. and I became that overachiever, that uh, woman who could do it all. Um, I remember, you know, uh, working a full-time job, uh, raising three children, going out in the evening, meeting with friends, um, tying down craft things and scrapbooking on the weekends and sports and everything and just, you know, holding on for dear life. And at the same time, I, I also am somewhat of a warrior. Mm -hmm. And being, having that innate kind of need to kind of battle through some of the things that we all have to deal with um, in life. We all have certain battles that we deal with. Um, raising three kids who are extremely different, um, of course, creates a, a kind of a different war field. And of course, being all different, you have different weapons that you use in order to help um, to deal with them individually. And um, having three kids and having my youngest, who unfortunately, um, I had to deal with his addiction. And this was a war that I don't think anyone can really prepare for because it, um, it's all-encompassing. It affects your family. Um, it is something where, as a mother, you feel extremely helpless mm -hmm. and hopeless, and you're trying different things to try to see what works. And yet, at the same time, you're dealing with mental health mm -hmm. and you're dealing with um, his own uh, addiction and attachments to certain drugs chemically and emotionally and mentally. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, at the same time, I'm still holding on to that job and holding on to all of the things that I tried um, to achieve myself and eventually um, sold our home. Um, he went with us at, uh, in his late teens. We went to New York. Um, I was enjoying Manhattan, working for three amazing uh, practices, health practices. And I think deep down, 
I began to know that somehow this was going to be a war that I wasn't going to be able to win. So let's go back a few years earlier. What signs or signals mm. did you see that may have caused his addiction or maybe have triggered? Yeah, I. he was an empath. Um, he was extremely sensitive and uh, just flowed love, you know. Um, life kind of overwhelmed him. Um, he loved music and loved poetry. Um, he was kind of a natural leader, so mm -hmm. people kind of leaned into him, mm -hmm. kind of the things that he was able to share with them. But I think it was just... Some of the signs that I would see is he would just be overwhelmingly um, like a sponge, just feeling mm. or overfeeling some of the things that mm. um, that I was concerned about. So right. um, it wasn't something that I picked up on as far as a, a bad friend or anything like that. It was just he was just sensing an overfeeling life. Mm -hmm. So and so he dealt with it with specific drugs mm -hmm. yes mm -hmm. started started with some minor things and then slowly got into um, some of the more destructive drugs um, I we put him in rehabs continually and he would come in and out of health which was encouraging for me because I got to see my son come out of rehabs and um, I got to enjoy him off and on and having older brothers and sisters that were doing things I think also was um, challenge for him because he wasn't quite old enough to do all of the things that they were doing but he wanted to be with them and he wanted to be a part of that um, and then I began to see signs that he wasn't winning um, the battle against the addiction um, when we lived in New York, it was a special time because we were enjoying a new environment. We had um, spent our entire lives in California, and yet here we were in New York, you know, living a dream. And he flew back to spend time with his girlfriend. And of course, we got the call that every parent doesn't want to get. Um, and he had overdosed. So, so yeah. Um, I think as a parent with a son who was addicted, I think we are grieving the loss of our son before he even had left because we had watched him decline over time. And deteriorate. And over time. exactly. And watching him go through that is how did that feel as a parent? It's as very helpless. It's very, uh, he and I talked every day. He, we had a great relationship. Mm -hmm. uh, it was disheartening and, you know, helpless. You know, you want to hold on. You want to try to grab a hold of um, him and just, you know, to ensure his safety. And yet you also feel that you have to let them live. And um, unfortunately, that that did not happen. That he did not live. And did he want to recover? Was Absolutely. He mm -hmm. he struggled with that. He struggled with a lot of shame about his addiction and how much it had affected our family. Mm -hmm. um, how much of uh, 
he, the spotlight was always on him yeah. instead of being on the other children. Um, it was always uh, an intense time. It was, uh, it, it was a struggle, it was a challenge, instead of us being able to be happy. And so the, how does that, how does one child's addiction affect the other children? Um, in tremendous ways. Um, I watched the other two children either distance themselves, um, and stop communicating in ways. I had to really reach deep in order to allow them to understand what they were going through Mm -hmm. while at the same time holding on to what I was struggling with at the same time. And what tended to help me was having a community of people around me that I could engage with. Um, that community was there with me until he passed, though, because they didn't want to go through the same emotions that I was going through. So they didn't they want had to fear. relive all the emotions. Exactly. They, they had too much fear yeah. and I had to go through and move through that fear. And the hard part about when he passed was that I didn't just lose a son, but I lost the dream that I had built. I had lost my financial security because we'd been paying for rehabs and etc. which the money wasn't the deal. Mm -hmm. but. You do lose that stability. You lose, um, you know, the way that your marriage was before. But what I lost also was my own. I I had always overachieved. I had always, I was not vulnerable. I had done so many things in my life that I thought were impenetrable. Impenetrable. Yes. <laughs> you know, you were, you're just, you know, you're just like a superhero, exactly. you know, as a mom, you're just doing all these things. And then all of a sudden I lost my superpowers. Yes. Yes. And when you lose that, it takes a while for you to put those pieces back together. And when you put it back together, it doesn't look the same as when you started so, so let's, let's talk about that yeah. a little bit more so how did you overcome maybe not overcome completely obviously no. you never forget you don't you never heal completely mm -hmm. and you take it day by day but what are some of the things that you have done and are continuing to do for your own self-care for your emotional and mental yeah wellness? yeah I mean one of the things that absolutely happened was that I didn't have a job and I stopped working and when an overachiever or someone who's been going, going, going all of a sudden stops, you have all this time on your hands to think. And mm -hmm. when you think, sometimes the demons come because you think, what was it my fault? What, what did I do wrong? Could I have done more? You know, you put yourself through so many of these insane think, thinking um, processes. And um, so I really just sat in them. I spent six months without working and I stayed with family and I really just allowed the feelings to come. I didn't shove them down. I didn't go back to work. I didn't um, try to ignore it. I, I, I just had to have peace with it and I wanted to work through it until I actually had that peace. And it helped in amazing ways to have that time. Um, because I know that the first thing that an overachiever would want to do is uh, just, you know, it'll be fine, let's, let's get back into some activity, and yet I didn't do that. I journaled a lot. Mm -hmm. um, 
the close friends, we had deep um, discussions mm -hmm. about some of the things that I had feared for so long. Mm -hmm. And when your worst fear comes to fruition, um, you can breathe through that in a different way. You Now, some of the things that people are afraid of, I'm not afraid of those things. Exactly. I, the, the worst thing that could have ever happened to me happened. already happened. And so right. I'm able to now uh, process things in different mm -hmm. ways. And Absolutely. when I come up, a, up to a hardship, it's like that's nothing compared to what I've had to do in my, in my, ha in my right, past. So. Right. so what, is, what was your son's name again? My son's name was Jake. Jake. So yeah. Jake. What do you remember the best about him? Mm. Uh, he loved music. Um, he, he loved music of all periods of time. Um, he could remember notes and lyrics, and he could, you know, like a poet, just say it. Mm -hmm. And I remember one time we were sitting on the front porch, and... He was probably about six or seven, and I remember letting him know that you know that I had experienced uh, a message from God that kind of said to him that he was going to be very special to a lot of different people, and he kind of looked up at me and he said, "You know what, Mom? I'm just a blank MP3 player, just downloading the music." <laughs> and so he was just very—he was older and more mature than a lot of other kids and his so age. his age yeah, and so, so an experiencing soul. life and mm -hmm. he'd sit on the corner with all the grandparents and just shoot the breeze and you know he's very comfortable with people um, so I, I just miss that I miss being able to share moments with him and and so how do you remember him how do you remember him by what do yeah. you, what things do you for a do? long time I couldn't look at photos mm -hmm. but now I I have them all over the place. Um, so photos, chimes, music, um, journaling. And how do you continue its memory? Yes. I, it's, it's getting easier and easier to do that. Um, I, I try to stay in contact with some of his friends who are now grown. In fact, two of them are actually clean today they actually got clean the day after he passed and are, are still clean and so I come alongside them and yes. kind of mama them and mm -hmm. um, uh, encourage them on their journey you know with their addiction and um, I don't know I, I do feel drawn to helping others and helping other moms um, I'm still in, in my own process so we'll sure. see where that goes but yeah. thank you yeah. for being honest about that mm, thank you so with all of that said, if there is a parent and parents, particularly a mother, going mm -hmm. through a similar situation mm -hmm. as your son, what would you say to that mom? So I remember um, a gentleman who we had been waiting in one of the rehabs uh, for his appointment. And I remember um, look, he looked at me and he was so jealous of my son because he was alone mm -hmm. and when my son went in to talk to the psychologist he looked at me and he said don't you ever allow him to feel like you don't love him and I think there's so many kids out there who feel shame and they feel disconnected and they just 
They just want to turn away from the love. And I just, that's what I would say. It's like continue to love them because what they're going through is something that is a part of their story and it's a part of their life and you have to continue to love them unconditionally no matter what. It's, it's painful, but it, it is something that you know you love on your child um, unconditionally so and I I just took that those words that he shared with me because he didn't have anyone he was alone and that's wow. that would break Powerful. my heart to have turned away from him and mm -hmm. not have spent all those conversations with him and experiences mm -hmm. with him so and so your journey continues which is wonderful because as as a mom mm -hmm. with three kids, mm -hmm. you yes. have other children mm -hmm. that are here. Yep. And yes. so now, now they are here. How has that changed your relationship with your children? Yes. So when he passed, when we were, you know, moving back to California, they actually my my son lives in Florida, my daughter lived in Minnesota, so we all met back, and that was the first time that it was four of us instead of five, and. You know, we spent the next four or five days traveling across the country, mm. kind of working through some of the things that, you know, we both were going to miss about him, but also that, that you know, just confirming that we are always going to be a family of five. Always. We're always going to have him as a, a part of our, um, our hearts and our memories. Um, as they, they themselves the way that they had relationships with Jake. Um, also, they had to kind of deal with that, so I had to kind of help mom and them mm -hmm. through those moments because they had a lot of shame and a lot of fear and a lot of, right. you know, what if I could have been a better sibling or what if I could have loved him more. more. And so I, tr I try my best to help them through that mm -hmm. because, um, you know, that's nothing, that's not something that they right. have control over anymore. Exactly. And did any of you or your uh, your um, children seek help outside? In different ways. Mm -hmm. um, in different ways. Um, there are still things that I think that we're all processing. Mm -hmm. I know that my son has um, sought help, and I myself uh, continue to kind of journal through things and share my story. I do share it very openly. Uh, I think that scares people sometimes. I have my, I have a tattoo of him. It's my, it's, it's actually my, um, you know, there's about five of us that actually have it. And sometimes people look at me and they think, how, why do you have a tattoo on your arm? And at the same time, it's a part of my journey. Mm -hmm. It's, he's a very large part of who I am and as a mom and as a, as an individual and I am so proud of him, um, and it's a part. It's a way for me to show. <laughs> it's a way he for me to you. show that I am proud of him, and you know that there is no more shame. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and uh, addiction is is over with. You know, he's he's now in such a a, a better um, place than he ever was here on earth. Mm -hmm. So. I so thank you for sharing your story. Mm, thank I you. I do have a few more questions to okay. ask you. So my purpose is? <sighs> to continue to breathe in and breathe out. Um, I, I am in a completely different place than I was three years ago. Yeah. So it, it's as if I'm living a different life. 
And so I think um, just living in the present, yeah, breathing in, breathing out. Healing is? Healing is a journey. Mm -hmm. It's a journey. It's, it's something that you have to spend time with. You can't, it's not magic. Yes. You have to focus on it and um, it's sometimes intently focus on it. So. And happiness is? Ooh. <laughs> um, happiness is contentment mm -hmm. with, with, and being grateful for what you have and just living in the moment instead of wanting or needing anything be, beyond what you currently have. Age is? I, I think of myself as still 25 with three yeah. little, in, you know, it's, it's, I think so that's great. age is, uh, I, I don't think age matters. Good. I, it doesn't matter. And beauty is? Ooh, I think beauty comes in so many diverse um, patterns, nature. Um, every day brings a different way of beauty. And I mean, I experience beauty in such a deeper way than I ever have. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, I, I think it's beyond just looks. It's beauty is on the inside of all of us. And then being a woman is... Oh, boy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> being a woman, um, having been that overachiever and been that um, person, it's a, it's a very vulnerable place. Um, having learned that, you know, putting your super... putting your, your cape on and then you know, having to take your cape off. And um, I think it's, it's the valleys and the mountaintops being mm -hmm. a woman yeah. um, and uh, sharing that with other people and other women is what I find now um, a part of the journey. So, yeah. yeah. I so thank you for mm. sharing your story you. and your journey with all the women with mm. Women's Wellness's mm. work. And my heart thank you, Anne. goes to you your family. Mm. I love you. Mm. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. And for all of the viewers out there, if your family member is going through an addiction, please, please, please seek help. And we'll, we'll definitely put a, um, a hotline uh, on the bottom of this. But if anyone in your family is going through an addiction or recovery, you can reach out. Definitely, Bren has a similar story. I mean, she'd be more than happy to share that with you and possibly talk to you and support you in some way. Mm -hmm. So if any of this was insightful, helpful, impactful, please, please share it. Mm -hmm. Share this with other women, other mothers who are going through the same, same, similar challenge. And just know that you are not alone. You are not alone. And so, Thank you, and we'll see you at the next episode to your health. Mm, thank you. Thank you, Anne. <laughs>